Hallelujah. Well, praise God, praise God, praise God. Praise the name of the Lord. Everybody prayed up. We're going to take communion tonight. Praise God. Hallelujah. Praise the name of the Lord. Praise the name of the Lord. Turn with me tonight to the 15th chapter of the book of Genesis. Genesis, the 15th chapter. Tonight we're going to look at communion and the blood covenant. Communion and what, what communion means. Praise be unto God. In the Old Testament, when the word covenant was used, it meant to cut where blood flowed. That's why they had sacrifices in the Old Covenant. It wasn't just a sacrifice. It was for the blood's sake. They were to get that blood and sacrifice and, 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 and to apply that blood. Praise be unto God. The word implies to cut where blood flows. In the 15th chapter of the book of Genesis, in the ninth verse, God talks with Abram, and he said unto him, Take me a heifer of three years old, and a she-goat of three years old, and a ram of three years old, and a turtle dove, and a young pigeon. And he took unto him all these and divided them in the midst. Now remember this. God said, Take for me. This is for God. This is God's part of the covenant. Praise be unto God. And he laid each piece one against another, but the birds divided he not. And when the fowl came down upon the carcasses, Abraham drove them away. He guarded his sacrifice. Amen. Look in the 17th verse. It said, And it came to pass when the sun went down and, and was dark, behold, a smoking furnace and a burning lamp that passed between those pieces. In that same day, the Lord made covenant with Abram. Hallelujah. That night, after Abram had split the rams and the goat and the heifer into and laid the pieces there, that night a fire from Almighty God came down and walked down between those pieces of divided animals. And that night God cut a covenant with a man named Abram. Hallelujah. How many of you know if ye be Christ, then you're Abram's seed and heirs according to the promise. Amen. Praise be unto God. He tells Abram exactly what he'll do for him. He will give him a child, even to a wife that's old age and is barren. He will give a son. Hallelujah. In this covenant that he makes with Abram, now listen close. When this blood covenant was cut, God walks down through the midst of that blood and the midst of that heifers. Uh, he cut this covenant, and this blood covenant was so strong that no matter whatever God had that Abram needed, God was required by the covenant law to give it to Abram. And whatever Abram had that God wanted, no matter what it was, he was required by the covenant law to give unto Almighty God. Amen. That's why when God required Isaac from Abraham, said, give me thy son, thy only begotten son, Abram did not quibble about it. He did not.
not try to uh, work out anything. He immediately took his son to Mount Moriah because he knew that God had a right to do it because he had a covenant with him. Hallelujah, anything your God's got, whether it's healing, deliverance, whether it's financial need, my God is required by the covenant to give it unto you, praise God. Can you say amen? Hallelujah, this is a death-doomed covenant. God said, I swear it by my own self, because I couldn't swear by no greater. Amen. He tells Abram, changes his name to Abraham, and he tells him, that he would be a stranger and a forejourner in a foreign land for 400 years. And that he would be in slavery and bondage, his people would, but said, I'll bring them out with a strong hand and a prosperous hand, praise God. And God brought them forth with silver and gold out of Egypt and there was not a feeble person among their tribes. So, you know the story of Joseph, how that Abraham, Isaac, and Joseph, Isaac's son, Joseph, how his brothers sold him into slavery. And he was sold to the Ishmaelites, and they carried him into Egypt and sold him down there as a slave. But you know, God exalted Joseph. He brought him from the dungeon to be in prime minister of the greatest nation on the face of the earth at that time. See, someone said, well, I, you know, I, I, I can't ever mount anything. I'm not going to make governor. Bless God, you don't know where I've been, what I've done. Bless God, he took a man that was in dungeon that had uh, a sentence of life on him. Bless God, and took him and annihilated that sentence and brought him to the right hand of the king. Praise God. Can you shout amen? How can he do that? Because he's got a covenant with his People, praise God. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Joseph saved the nation from starvation. He saved his posterity, his nation from extinction. They came down into Egypt. Uh, the, the, the Pharaoh gave the Israelite people the most prosperous and best grazing land, the land of Goshen. And they became slaves after another Pharaoh came into power and after Joseph had died. But God heard the groanings of his covenant people. His covenant people cried out for thy covenant. Remember our covenant with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. They cried out. And God raised up a man named Moses. And he sent him unto Pharaoh to tell him to let my people go, praise God. And he went in and spoke unto the Pharaoh. And God brought plague after plague after plague until he finally brought the death angel and he took the firstborn throughout the land. And Pharaoh let those people go. Yeah. Amen. There's never, never been a case in history, never been a case in history where a nation that was in slavery left and were set free and carried all the spoil and all the goods with them. 
There's never been a case in history of it. Can you say amen? But God's covenant people, hallelujah, have a right, have a God-given covenant right to ask for anything that God has. Amen. If God can set you free, blessed be God, you have a right to ask for it. Why? Because you've cut covenant. Can you say amen? amen. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. They cry out. God hears the groanings. He raises up Moses. He delivers them. Turn with me, if you will, to Exodus, the 12th chapter. Exodus, the 12th chapter. This is the final plague, starting in the first verse. It said, The Lord spake unto Moses and Aaron in the land of Egypt, saying, This month shall be unto you the beginning of months. It shall be the first month of the year. Speak ye unto the congregation of Israel, saying, In the tenth day of this month they shall take unto every man a lamb according to his house of, of their fathers, a lamb for a house. Every house is to have a lamb. And if the household be too little for the lamb, let him and his neighbor next under his house take it according to the number of the souls. Every man according to his eating shall make your count for the lamb. Your lamb shall, this is how your lamb shall be. A lamb be without blemish, a male of the first year, you shall take him from the sheep or from the goats, and you shall keep it until the 14th day of the same month, and the whole assembly of the congregation of Israel shall kill it in the evening. How many of you know Jesus was killed in the evening? Huh? Amen. This is a type of the Lord Jesus Christ. And they shall take of the blood and strike it on the two sides of the post of the upper door post of the house wherein they shall eat it and they shall eat the flesh in that night roast, roast with fire and unleavened bread with bitter herbs and they shall eat it eat of it they eat not of it raw nor sodden it all with water but roast with fire his heads with his legs and with the putrids thereof and ye shall let nothing of it remain until morning and that which remaineth of it until morning ye shall burn with fire and thus shall you eat it here's how you're going to eat this lamb with your loins girded, with your shoes on your feet, and your staff in your hand, and you shall eat it in haste. It is the Lord's Passover. Praise be unto God. Hallelujah. And he said, for, see, he said, I want you to eat it sitting on ready. I'm fixing to deliver you. I want you to be ready. Eat it in haste. 
Hallelujah. Don't sit down and have a meal. You eat this thing in haste. Your shoes on your feet. Your loins girded. Your staff in your hand. When you partake of this lamb, blessed be God. He said, when they partake of that lamb, there was not a feeble person among the tribe. I'm telling you right now, when you partake of the Lord Jesus Christ and his healing virtue, there is healing in every bite. Praise God. Can you say amen? amen. Hallelujah. Twelfth verse. He said, I'll pass through the land of Egypt that night and will smite the firstborn in the land of Egypt, both man and beast. And against all the gods of Egypt, I will execute judgment. I am the Lord. And the blood shall be to you for a token upon the house wherein you are. And when I see the blood, I will pass over. And the plague shall not be upon you to destroy you when I smite the land of Egypt. Hallelujah. How many of you know it says in 1 Corinthians 5, 7, Hallelujah, he said that Jesus is our Passover. Hallelujah. You know, that ought to tell us something right there. We've got a Passover lamb the Lamb of Almighty God, the covenant-cutting God cut a covenant on that cross that day. Blessed be God. He cut the covenant for God. He cut the covenant for man. We got in on it by grace, but thanks be unto God, that Lamb is still providing healing. It's still providing deliverance. It's still providing every need met. It's delivering us out of any bondage, any slavery that we have. Can you say amen tonight? Hallelujah. Blessed be God. Blessed be God. Hallelujah. They acted upon their covenant rights when they partook of the Lamb. Moses led them out. They crossed the Red Sea. You know the story how God just rolled the Red Sea back and they walked across dry shod. The women and the children gathered timbrels and tambourines and began to dance and to shout and sing, The horse and the rider thrown into the sea. Oh, that was a miraculous day of deliverance, praise God. He led them out. Hallelujah. Psalms 105, 37 said, God led them out with silver and gold and there was not a feeble person among the tribe. Why? Because they partake of their covenant rights. Can you say amen? So many times Christians are trying to reach out and get a hold to what they need when Jesus has already got a hold to a farm. Praise God. Can you say amen? Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Moses led them out. And God led them with a fire by night and a cloud by day and supernaturally fed them, supernaturally clothed them. God called for Moses to come up on Mount Sinai and receive the law of the covenant. He went up on the mount and when he come down, the covenant people of Almighty God had broken the covenant. And God said, I'll destroy them all, I'll annihilate them right now. I'll destroy all of them and start over with you, Moses. Just like I started with Abram, I'll start with you, Moses. But Moses interceded for the nation. And so God instituted the priesthood and blood sacrifices that day. He, he caused Moses to institute 
Aaron as high priest, and the high priest would offer up sacrifices of blood unto God to cover their sins. And this covering of their sins would last for a period of one year. And you can read about it. Turn over there to the 16th chapter of, of Leviticus. Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus. 16th chapter. He talks there in the 16th chapter about how they were to take two goats and they were to take these two goats. Skip over to the 21st verse and let's just read this then we'll expound on. It said, And Aaron shall lay both hands upon the head of the live goat and confess over him all the iniquities of the children of Israel, all their transgressions and all their sins, putting them on the head of the goat and shall send him away by the hand of a fit man into the wilderness. And the goat shall bear upon him all the iniquities of the land not inhabited, and he shall go, and he shall, he shall let go the goat into the wilderness. Now Aaron would lay his hands upon this scapegoat, pronounce all the sin of the people upon him, but this was the sacrifice of God. But the other goat, they slain this other goat and took the blood and carried it in and sprinkled it on the Holy of Holies. Now this goat, they pronounced all the sin of the people upon him. They carried him into the wilderness where he would be devoured by the wolves and wild animals. He carried your sins away into the wilderness where they could never be found, praise God. Amen. That's a type of what our Lord Jesus had done. Praise be unto God. Praise be unto God. Hallelujah. This represents the spiritual and the physical suffering of the Lord Jesus Christ. Now turn with me, if you will, to the 26th chapter of the book of Matthew. We'll bring it over into the new covenant. Every year, the Lord Jesus Christ celebrated the feast of the Passover. How many of you know what they call the feast of the Passover now? It's the Jewish's highest day. What is it? Yom Kippur. Amen. Yom Kippur. I call it Yom Kippur, you know. Yom Kippur, the highest day they have. It's the day of atonement, folks. They're still celebrating it. Amen. They're celebrating something they think's going to happen, but I'm telling you, it's already happened. I'm telling you, Jesus is your Passover. He was your lamb slain from the foundations of the earth. He was the lamb that taketh away the sin of the world. Praise God. Shout amen, somebody tonight. Hallelujah. Praise be unto God. Now, as Jesus and his disciples took Passover. He sat at the table and he began to expound on something that was altogether different and altogether new. 
But they were covenant people raised as a little child. You got a covenant with God. Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. As a little bitty kid, they grew up knowing these things, knowing they had a covenant with God, knowing the blessings of Jehovah was theirs, praise God. Hallelujah. We're our father Abraham. Hallelujah. They love Father Abraham because he cut that covenant. Now Jesus sits with them. 26th chapter of Matthew, 17th verse. Now the first day of the feast of unleavened bread, the disciples came to Jesus saying unto him, Where wilt thou that we prepare for thee to eat the Passover? Where are we going to eat this Passover at? Hallelujah. Praise God. How many of you know that Jesus Christ was crucified on the day of Passover? Amen. He was crucified. He fulfilled every one of these feast days. All of them have been fulfilled but one, the feast of the trumpets. And you know one day we're going to wake up and Gabriel's going to blow that horn and you're going to hear that trumpet and the skies, that eastern sky is going to open up and you're going to see the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords and he's going to say, come up here. Come up here, praise God. The Father awaits. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise be unto God. But he says something here. He says something here. Praise be unto God. Where will we take the feast of the Passover? Now Jesus knowing that he is the Passover lamb. John the Baptist, when he seen him come up, he said, Behold the Lamb of God who taketh away the sin of the world. Oh, hallelujah. Jesus knowing these things, knowing his time's at hand, knowing what's fixing to take place. Now he's going to explain to his disciples exactly what's going to happen. Praise God. Hallelujah. He said, 17th verse, first day of the Feast of Unleavened Bread. Hallelujah. They would take, they would take this unleavened bread and it was more like a cracker. It was more like a cracker and it was flat and they would bake this thing on, 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 a, on a rack and you could pick it up and this bread across the back would have stripes. It was matzah bread, they called it. Matzah. And it was unleavened, and it had the stripes across it. You know, by his stripes we are healed. Hallelujah. It represented the Lamb of God. It represented the death of our Lord Jesus Christ. It represented the sacrifice Lamb of Almighty God. But Jesus didn't stop right there with the death. He said, Blessed be God, I am the Risen bread, hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Praise God. Glory to God, glory to God. Hallelujah. Jesus tells his disciples about a new covenant. He said, I'm going to tell you something new here, something different. I want you to catch hold of something. Something's happening. It's going to change the universe. It's going to change the whole world. Something's going to happen on the hearts of men and they'll no longer be under the subjection of the death nature. They'll be able to partake of the living bread. Hallelujah. Oh, bless 
Blessed be God. A new covenant is fixing to come into being. Hallelujah. The 26th verse. And said, and as they were eating, Jesus took bread, blessed it and broke it, and gave it to the disciples and said, take, eat, this is my body. Oh, hallelujah. Now, he didn't say he took unleavened bread here, did he? Huh? Because he didn't break the matzah bread. He's talking about a new covenant. This matzah bread represented the death, the death the death of the Lord Jesus, the stripes that were on his back at the cross. It represented our God taking upon himself the sin of the world, hallelujah. But we're not identified with the death of Christ, we're identified with the resurrected, glorified Christ, hallelujah. So the new covenant is coming into being, hallelujah. Said, take, eat, and Jesus took bread, Jesus took bread. This word bread there in the Greek, it was not unleavened, azumos, for unleavened bread, but he said he took bread and this word was artos. He said, I want to break something new. Uh, something new's happening in the spiritual world and I break the living bread. Azumos means loaf bread, risen bread with yeast in it. He said, a new covenant I'm going to give you. A new covenant. Take it. This is my body. Praise God. The 27th verse. And so he took the cup and gave thanks and gave it to them saying, drink ye all of it. For this is the blood of the New Testament, the New Covenant, which is shed for many for the remission of sin. Hallelujah. He said there's a New Covenant. There is a New Testament. There is something new fixing to take place. Not only now do you partake of the Abrahamic blessings, no longer are they just the blessings yours, hallelujah, but I'm giving you a new covenant and those laws that were written in stone now, I'm going to take them and I'm going to write them in your heart and you will serve me from your heart and you will have a new covenant in the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ, not with the blood of goats and bulls and heifers that Abraham split, but the blood of the Lamb of all Almighty God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Hallelujah. Turn to John, the sixth chapter. We'll get a little more light on this. He said, a new covenant. Now he's talking to Abrahamic uh, covenant people. Amen? Amen? See, God told Abraham, said, I'm going to bless you and your seed after their generation. And over in Galatians 3.16, he says, said not unto Abraham and his seeds, plural, as of many his seeds, but unto his seed, which is Christ. So Jesus represented Abraham. Hallelujah in the covenant. He was the seed of David, the seed of man. He was the son of man. But thanks be unto God, he was the son of Almighty God. He was the lamb of Almighty God. On that cross, Jesus stepped forward for all of mankind. And 
was cut. Hallelujah. Can you shout amen? Hallelujah. He said a new covenant's going to be cut. New covenant. New covenant. Oh, hallelujah. 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 Sixth chapter of John. 48th verse. Red letters here. That's that red seal blood of the Lord Jesus. Amen. He said, I am the bread of life. That is not unliving bread he's talking about here. Hallelujah. He's talking about artos. Not a zumos unleavened bread, but he said, I'm the artos of life. I am the risen bread. I am the risen bread, he, he, he proclaims. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. He said, I am the artos of life, artos of zoe. Do you understand what he's saying? He's saying, I am the bread that you partake of, and when you partake of it, you will have life, zoe. You will have eternal life. You are what you eat. When you partake of the Lord Jesus Christ and receive him as your personal Savior, blessed be God, at that minute you partake of the life and nature of Almighty God. Hallelujah. It said in John 1, 4, in him was life, and this life was the light of men. Praise God. John 5, 26, he said, As the Father hath life in himself, so has he given the Son to have life in himself. Zoe, this bread of life. And he said, I am come that you might have Zoe and have it in abundance. How do I get it? I partake of the bread of life. I partake of the glorified, resurrected Christ. Can you say amen? That's what communion is. It is ratifying the covenant in your life. You're saying when you take communion that I'm partaking of the glorified, resurrected Christ. It may be a symbol, but I don't take it unworthily. I know what it means. It means, bless God, that Jesus lives in me and I live in him, praise God. It means that he's the vine and I am the branch. It means that greater is he that is in me, hallelujah, than any devil in the world, praise God. It means that my God has tabernacles. It means that my God has pitched his tent in me, praise God. It means that I am, I am the branch out here, but I'm drawing my life from him and my life reaches down into the roots of all. Almighty God. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory to God. What does communion mean? Hallelujah. Man, I know churches that take communion every time they go to house service. And I don't blame them. Oh, man, I wish they knew what it meant. Amen. Amen. This thing's not a ritual. This thing is actual, ratifying the covenant that Jesus bought and paid for with his own precious blood. Can you say amen? Hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. It means we're partakers of the resurrected, glorified Christ. Why do you say that, Bosa? He did not break Azumos unleavened bread. He broke our toast, the risen bread. He said, I'm the bread of life. Partake of it. Hallelujah. You're partaking of the resurrected, glorified Christ, the one 
But you remember what Romans 8, 11 said? That same Spirit that raised Christ from the dead dwells in you, praise God. Oh, hallelujah. Greater is He that is in you than he that's in the world. Oh, glory to God. Glory to God. 1 Corinthians 6, 17 said, He that's joined to the Lord has formed a single spirit. One spirit, one spirit. Amen. What did he say? He said, Now in Galatians 2, 20, I was crucified with Christ. I died with Christ. I was buried with Christ. But it's now no longer I that lives, but it is the Messiah, the Christ, that liveth in me. Praise God. It's not my life, but Christ, his life. Amen. I've partake of the Christ of Almighty God. I've partake of that living bread. Hallelujah. Amen. He said, I am the living bread of life. Praise be unto God. Look in the 51st verse, 651. He said, I'm the living bread. He said, I am. That sounds like what God told Moses on it. <laughs> oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. You know them Jews one time? They said, you got a devil. He said, man, you don't even know what you're talking about. He said, before Abraham was, I am. I am. He told them, said, you're looking at your great God, I am, right now. They picked up stones to stone him. He didn't know what to do about it. They said, he said, you're of your father the devil. said, we ain't never had but one father. And that was Abraham. He said, if Abraham was your father, you'd know who I am. You'd know your covenant. You ain't walking in your covenant. Amen. He said, before Abraham was, I am. He said, you're looking at your great God, I am. They picked up stones to stone him. And he said, and as he passed by, the, he just turned around and walked out, and there was a blind man. And he healed a blind man. And every stone fell. Everything dropped. I got to either say, he's my, he is the great I am. I've either got to say, he's the great I am, or he's a devil, one of the two. Amen. Can you say Amen. Amen. Every man's got to make that decision. What did I do about Jesus? What have I done about Jesus? What decision have I made? Is he the great I am? Is he who he said I am? Or is he the greatest hoax the world has ever known? Amen. Amen. That's got to be answered. You've got to answer it with your heart, not your head. I heard a fellow the other night saying you've got to you know, you've got to accept God in your thinking. I don't accept him in my thinking. I've never understood how he took my sin on the cross. I ain't never understood that. I ain't never understood how that he could take the sin of the world, how he took my infirmities. And I ain't never understood that. But I don't have to. It didn't say you have to understand it. It said you have to believe it. You have to confess it with your mouth and believe it with your heart. I believe it with all my heart. Hallelujah. I believe that Jesus himself lives on the inside of me. I believe that with all my heart. With all my heart. I believe I partake of the living bread. Hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. 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 Hallelujah said, I'm the living bread which came down from heaven. 
If any man eat of this bread, he shall live forever or have this everlasting life. Praise God. And the bread that I'll give him is my flesh. Didn't he say, this bread is my body? You understand what he's talking about? You've got to partake of the Christ. You've got, you got to die with him. You've got to be crucified with him. You've got to be buried with him. But you've got to receive him into your heart and be raised with him. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise God. So this is my flesh, which I will give for the life of the world. The Jews therefore strove among themselves. How can this man give us his flesh to eat? See, they don't, they don't understand. How many of you know the world don't understand now? How many of you know Christians don't understand? I've had preachers tell me, he said, that's always baffled me. That baffles me. I don't understand that. Well, I do. I know what he's saying. He's saying I'm the bread of life. I'm talking about you can partake of the resurrected Christ. You can take the living bread into your heart, into your spirit. Amen. 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 Jews therefore strove among themselves, saying, How can this man give us his flesh to eat? Then Jesus said unto them, Verily, verily, I say unto you, Except ye eat my flesh, eat the flesh of the Son of Man, and drink his blood, ye have no life in you. Amen. Amen. Whosoever eateth my flesh and drinketh my blood hath eternal life. What's he saying? You're partaking of eternal life. If the Spirit of Christ dwell not in you, ye are none of his. That's what he's saying. He's not talking about flesh. He's not talking about cannibalism. He's talking about a spiritual thing. I break this risen bread and this is my body. This is the glorified, resurrected Christ that will come and dwell on the inside of you. I'll be your God. I'll dwell in you. I'll live in you. And you'll live in me. Praise God. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. Hallelujah. Whosoever eateth my flesh and drinketh my blood hath eternal life, and I'll raise him up at the last day. For my flesh is meat indeed, and my blood is drink indeed. He that eateth my flesh and drinketh my blood dwelleth in me, and I dwell in him. Hallelujah. Amen. Are you in Christ? If any man be in Christ, he's a new creation. What is this new creation? He's a man with God living on the inside of him. He's a man with God, with God, the life of God, the nature of God. When you take communion, you're saying, Jesus Christ lives on the inside of me, praise God. I don't take it unworthily. I take that communion and I say I ratify this new covenant in the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. This is his blood, blood body which he broke for me. This is his blood which he shed for me and I partake of it. I take it into me and I'm saying I have partake of the new covenant and the resurrected glorified Christ. Can you shout amen? amen. Hallelujah. 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 Turn back over there to Matthew 26. Praise the Lord. Matthew 26. 
26th verse. And as they were eating, Jesus took bread, risen bread, blessed it and broke it and gave. The disciples said, take, eat, this is my body. And he took the cup and gave thanks and gave it to them saying, drink ye all of it, for this is the blood of the New Testament, blood of the New Covenant, which is shed for, for many for the remission of sin. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. He said, uh, this, this, this wine represents something. It represents my blood. See over in Leviticus, the 17th chapter and, and, and the 11th verse, he said the life is in the blood. Amen. You're saying I'm partaking of the life of Jesus Christ. You're saying I'm partaking of Jesus' blood. I'm applying the blood to my life. Hallelujah. I'm ratifying the covenant. I'm saying, God, this day before Almighty God, I partake of the body and the blood of Jesus Christ, and I say that I'll enter into this covenant, and I'll not back up. I'll serve you with all my heart, and whatever I got, I know it's yours, and whatever you got, I know is mine. Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. Look what that'll do to your faith. Look what it'll do. It'll make it soar into the heavenlies. Amen. Praise be unto God. Praise God. Hallelujah. Turn with me to 1 Corinthians, the 10th chapter. First Corinthians, the 10th chapter and the 16th verse. He said, This cup which we bless, is it not the communion of the blood of Christ? The bread. You know what that word bread is there? Not a zumos. Not unleavened bread. This risen stuff. This glorified. This resurrected Christ. He said, This is my body. The bread which we break, is it not the communion of the body of Christ? For we being many are one bread, one artos, one body, for we are all partakers of that one resurrected bread. Hallelujah. That one resurrected Christ. Communion means a sharing within. We're saying when we take communion, we're sharing in the body and the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Whatever it stands for, we're partakers of it. Can you say amen? amen. Hallelujah. 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 Praise God. Look in the 11th chapter there. Praise God. 23rd verse. Said, For I have received of the Lord that which I deliver unto you, that the Lord Jesus, the same night in which he was betrayed, took artos, risen bread. I mean, all through there. Loaf bread, risen bread, the risen Christ, the resurrected, glorified Christ. Hallelujah. The one that defeated death, hell, the grave, sickness, disease, sin, failure, depression, everything against mankind, the one that defeated it all. I'm saying I'm partaking of that victorious Christ. Amen. amen. Shout amen, somebody. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. 
24th verse. And when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, Take, eat, this is the body which is, this is my body which is broken for you. That do in remembrance of me. In the same manner he also took the cup. And when he had supped, saying, The cup, this cup, is the New Testament, the New Covenant, in my blood. This do ye as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. For as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, ye do show the Lord's death till he comes. You're saying, bless God, I'm partaking of this, this Christ. Amen. I, you're saying, I know that Jesus Christ died. I know that he was buried. I know that he's crucified. I know I died with him. My old sin self, my old sin nature died with him and I'm now partaking of the glorified, resurrected, sinless son of the living God. Hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. Praise God. 27th verse. said... Wherefore, whosoever shall eat this bread and drink this cup of the Lord unworthily, not unworthy, but unworthily, not knowing what they're doing. You know, like it's just some kind of ritual. This isn't a ritual. I'm telling you, this is as serious as it was when Aaron carried that blood in behind that Holy of Holies and his knees shook and he didn't know for sure whether God that my covenant will be in effect but it's going to annihilate it it's saying that I do not have a sin nature that I no longer am connected to death, hell and the grave and all that Satan has I'm connected to the glorified resurrected vine of almighty God and I receive his nature Amen Hallelujah Praise be unto God Hallelujah 29th verse for he that eateth and drinketh unworthily eateth and drinketh damnation unto himself, not discerning the Lord's body. You know a lot of people don't discern the Lord's body? They don't know that by his stripes they're healed. A lot of people don't know that. But not only that, a lot of people don't recognize the Baptists, the Methodists, the Presbyterians, the Catholics that's born again. They're in the body of Christ just as much as any tongue-talking holy roller. Amen. We recognize it. We recognize the body of Christ. Amen. We give thanks for them. Hallelujah. We give thanks for the Baptists. We give thanks for the Methodists. We give thanks for Oral Roberts. We give thanks for Billy Graham. Amen. We give thanks to C.M. Lord. We give thanks for those men, praise God, that have blazed trails before us. Can you say amen? If they've been saved, they are brothers. We don't, we don't deny any man that's been born again. I've had folks say, well, you reckon they're saved? I said, well, what did he say? He said he was. Well, bless God, I'm going to agree with him. Amen. I'll hook up with him there. Amen. 30th verse. I said, for this cause, not recognizing the Lord's body, many are, are weak and sickly among you and many sleep. People die prematurely because they won't recognize the body of Christ. And they don't know that his body was the body of the Lamb. And when you partake of it, you can have healing. 31st verse. For if, for if we would judge ourselves, we should not be judged. 
But when we judge, when we are judged, we're chastened of the Lord that we should not be condemned with the world. Praise be unto God. We're going to judge ourselves tonight. Hallelujah. Praise be unto God. Praise be unto God. You know, one time I knew that this one lady had a lot of grudges against everybody. I mean, she had grudges against folks that was even dead. I knew this. And I went and talked to her and I said, I want you to repent of that grudges against people. And she said, I don't have a grudge against anybody. Not a soul. No one. I No, I wouldn't do that. I said, would you ask the Holy Ghost? There's no need. It ain't no need. I said, well, would you do it just to kind of pacify me? And she got on her knees and we prayed. And she said, Lord, bring to my remembrance if I have anything against anybody. And 15 minutes later, she was still bringing names before the Lord. Lord, I forgive this one. And the Spirit of God kept bringing and bringing and bringing. And when, when he got through, she broke and cried and wept and repented before Almighty God. And you know, when you repent, the times of refreshing can come from the presence of Almighty God. Amen. Hallelujah. Every head bowed, every eye closed. Everybody centered in on Jesus. Hallelujah. 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 He said, judge yourself. Praise God. He didn't say judge somebody else. He didn't say point the finger at anybody. Let's judge ourselves. Praise God. Praise God. While every head's bowed, every eye's closed, hallelujah. Say this to me. Dear Father, I ask the Holy Spirit to bring to my remembrance anything, any person that I need to forgive. This night, I want to be pure holy before you. And this night, I'll hold nothing back. Now, Lord, bring to their remembrance. And as he does, just quietly call their names before the Lord. Quietly confess that sin that so often beset you. Lord, forgive me of that. You say, I've confessed it so much, I'm tired of it. Well, do it again and do it again and do it again because one day it's going to take hold. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Looks like all the lips quit moving. Y'all, look like everybody got it handled there. Amen. You know, when I first come around charismatic people, they, was, they would confess, you know, if they had unforgiveness towards anybody. But you know what? A lot of times they'd go to people and say, I want you to forgive me. I've, had some, I've said some awful things about you. Will you forgive me? Well, you want to say, well, what did you say? You know, well, who'd you tell? You know, you need to go straighten that out. That's what you need. They don't need to be telling me. No, you don't go to folks and go to tell them, will you forgive me? And they don't even know you've you got anything against them. Don't ever do that. You get on your knees. And that's between you and God. Amen. Now, if they know about it, then that's when you get it straight. Amen. You don't ever go to someone and say, now, Linda, you know, I said some things to you, to Dodie the other day, you know, and will you forgive me? And you get off thinking, reckon what he told Dodie. I know if you told her, she's going to tell it. <laughs> Show it up. 
Amen. You don't ever do things like that. That's not smart. That's not Christian smart. Can you say amen? Hallelujah. We're going to take communion tonight. Everybody stand. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We're going to partake of the body and the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ this night. Praise be unto God. Praise be unto God. Hallelujah.